Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. And uh, it just keeps getting better. I know. I'm really excited about this one. Uh, Yeah, this is a huge one. Please do the introduction. All right. So first of all, if you're driving to school with your children, um, you may want to pause this one because we're going to, we might throw a few, quite a few F-bombs around. There'll definitely be some soul (laughs) fucked conversation happening (laughs) right now. (laughs) You've been warned. (laughs) We're we're earning that little E-box. Yes. Yeah. Like I said before, it always makes me feel like I'm in NWA or something. I just get so excited about it. You're like a little kid I'm straight out of Compton, bitch. Sorry if you haven't dropped your kids off yet. Yeah. <laughs> we got straight we gave out you of the straight game. fair warning. Yes. Right. All right. Well, we are super excited here. We have Cherie Trask, and she is from the podcast Soul Fucked. So that is just really fun to say. But, yeah. By the way, I was just about to say, like, how fun is that? That's got to be like the best name of a podcast. It, it's gonna. It's even better than Rebel and Muse. He's kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah. Soul Fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I might actually have to. I, I would say, um, well, how do you say it? You, you lease the name for maybe like an album or a song title at oh, least. Please do. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're going to search for Soul Fucked on iTunes and uh, wherever it is, we'll put it all on the show in SoundCloud. It's S-O-U-L and the next word is F-C-K-E-D. Yes. Okay. So you don't use the U because that makes it bad. No, no. <laughs> Remember, there's there's no U in team. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. (laughs) So hi, Cherie. Welcome. So let me introduce you. So Cherie Trask is a content creator, a seasoned ghostwriter, and founder and host of the unfiltered podcast Soul Fucked. As a woman with many interests, she's also certified as a yoga instructor and holistic health coach and carries a fierce determination to create space for everyone to be truly seen and heard as they are. She spent 14 years studying the mind-body connection and empowering women to feel safe in their bodies. With a knack for words, a passion for empowering others to take ownership of their life, and a fierce conviction to growth and exploration, Cherie is on a mission to help transform the hearts and minds of humanity so that together we can raise a collective consciousness of our world and truly be free to live unapologetically out loud. I mean, come on. Bam. This, yeah, <laughs> the bam, exactly. So one thing that, I mean, we've hung out a few times. Mm-hmm. We have mutual friends, Shauna and Daniel. And one thing about you is that you always make me feel good. You mm. always, when I'm just around you energetically, I feel uplifted. Mm. So everything that is in your bio here is completely true. You, you you raise other people up and you're a very, very positive person. And I know, you know, like, like many people, like many of us, it hasn't always been easy, mm-hmm. but yet you, here you are, you yeah. are a very positive, uplifting person. Oh, thank you. So do you want to say a few things about yourself introduce yourself in your words? Yeah, I mean, that's who I am. The It's funny that Kaleo says he wants to borrow Soul Fucked because how it actually came to be was I was at Shauna's retreat and we were in a sound healing and I knew that I wanted to create a space for women to feel really safe and heard and, and be able to express themselves sexually and 
go out there and know you are beautiful as you are. Your past does not define you, all of these things. And as I sat in the sound healing, I just, that was my intention. And it's the question that I asked, what am I supposed to do with this? And a week before I had been approached by Specialty Produce Network asking me to have my own podcast. I never even thought about podcasting before. Um, and I came out of the sound healing and I sat up and I was like, soul fucked. Soul fucked. That's what it is. It's soul fucked. Did you do that out loud? <laughs> yeah, I did. I love it. like, what? I was like, my podcast is called Soul Fucked and I can't wait. <laughs> so, you know, everything that you said is exactly what it is. I'm, I'm really passionate about making sure that the people around me feel seen and heard. And I think we go through society so much with this kind of stigma of if you're this way, then this means this versus just letting it be what it is and be you be you who you are for what you are. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited because I know personally, I have a few friends right now that are going through through some things, some Mm -hmm. difficult times. And just having that reassurance that everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. And one of the quotes that you said in your podcast that I, I listened to yesterday and guys out there on the Soul Fucked podcast, episode number three, which we'll get into a little bit later, made me cry my eyes out. And we've never talked about this personally mm-hmm. outside of the podcast, but, um, and then Kalea listened to it today and, and I cried again a second time. <laughs> so it's really poignant. It's really beautiful story. And one thing she said in there that really resonated was things don't happen to you. They happen for you. Mm. So I know that a lot of people out there, the listeners or even my personal friends are going to get a lot from this. Mm. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah, the energy has definitely lifted a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's really nice. And like Melanie said, I listened to this podcast in complete concentration and focus on it because the way that you narrated this story was like the equivalent of like maybe like a Morgan Freeman narrating Mm. something (laughs) where I was just so locked in. The tone of the voice, the content of the story, the, um, I would say, perspective of what you brought to that podcast. Mm. And um, we're not going to dive into that podcast because I want people to actually go to it and we'll put that on the show notes for sure because it it's just a fantastic um gauge to get to know you and what soul fucked is even more about yeah um but i am completely and utterly impressed Mm, uh and yeah it was it was fantastic thank you for sharing that of course you know what's funny about that episode is i actually got to the studio and my guest called me and was like i'm so sorry i have to cancel and i was already at the studio and i had no idea what i was going to talk about Mm. and i sat there for a minute in meditation i was like okay it's time and I just, it just came out of me. So wow. I'm yeah. so excited because the people that don't know this, yeah. then they will know this. It's yeah. like, wow, it really is something for um, you to, I'm glad that that came to you in silence because mm-hmm. that's when the best stuff comes to me Yeah, is that science and okay, all right. So how do I feel? And yeah. this is where I need to move with that feeling. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a little background about this. And again, we're not going to tell you all of the details because we want you to go to the podcast and and do a full listen. But um, Cherie, you are a survivor Mm. of sexual abuse. Yes, I am. And that moment, that day, 19 years ago, was it 19 years ago, 18 18 years ago? Yeah, Yeah. something like that. That That was a catalyst for a lot of healing Mm -hmm. and a lot of this positivity and this outlook and this view and your journey into holistic health. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about that? 
Yeah, definitely. So I was actually raised in a very positive environment. It was, I grew up with a single mom and when she was at work, my grandmother would take care of me. I would go to her house and um, any time that I would complain about anything, always my grandma was like, okay, so what is the blessing in that? Find, always. Find the good? My Every grandmother time. did the same yes. thing. Yeah, that's a, bu- that's a buddy say, one. find yeah, the good. Find the yeah. good. And you know, as a kid, you think, yeah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. But as you grow up, you think, oh, there's something to that. And the fact that not everybody has that outlook blew my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So I'm so grateful for that experience growing up because I really believe that it changed so much about my perspective about my situation and what happened, um, which We won't get into all the details, of course, because you get to listen to episode three. But essentially, I was raped at age 19, and my entire world changed. Everything changed. I was in college thinking I was going to work in TV and film, and... um, I do some of that now as far as the styling and and the production and all of that. But at the same time, I just felt like, wow, this is happening for a reason. I have no idea what that is. And it shocked me that I stayed silent because I never thought that that would happen. Right. You know, but you also don't think that you're going to be raped. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's a right. bit of shell shock, too, yeah. you know, where yeah. it's just a situation that shocks. And mm-hmm. then, OK, how do I digest this? And yeah. there's no rules. No, you, right. know, you can say I would do this if that ever happened to me, but no one actually knows until it does happen. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I kind of went inward with processing everything. And at the same time, I said, how can I use this? And I remember the first time someone approached me, they heard my story and they approached me to speak at a woman's event and I had never publicly talked about it. And um, it was about seven years later. And I was like, yeah, great. That sounds awesome. Let's do that. And the amount of like anxiousness I felt when I stepped up, I didn't Mm. feel it until I stood in front of these women. And I was like, holy shit, I am about to strip away everything that you see in front of you right now, this person who looks totally put together and give you my truth. And to be honest, that is that is the pivotal moment for me that really allowed me to step in further and find the gift and vulnerability and how powerful it is mm. to really be with yourself and own mm. it. Because I think, you know, so many people, they walk around with, this is how I'm supposed to look. This is how I'm supposed to act. But what would happen if we all just stripped that bullshit away and said, no, actually, today's kind of shitty, and <laughs> this is how I'm choosing to move through it. Mm-hmm. What lessons could we ch- totally transform humanity with? Absolutely, right. because you're recognizing what's actually happening in the moment yeah. now yeah. instead of what you're thinking everyone else's moment yeah. is supposed to look like. Yeah. But that's an interesting thing because I look at you know I look at other people all the time, and I'm one of those guys who's like, oh, I love that guy's haircut. Oh, yeah. that guy's got great legs yeah. or that girl has an incredible rack. Yeah. I'm always, yeah, <laughs> I'm always like, I'm a, I'm a, I am an, an admirer and an appreciator mm-hmm. of the human body mm-hmm. and how it is. So there are things that I just look and I appreciate and that's kind of almost like that. You know what? I kind of want my hair to look like that. Mm-hmm. So when you pick it out kind of in that way for me, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. You leave the judgment alone and you just take the appreciation and that has really, I mean, I am such a fan of, of the human body mm. and the human experience. Mm, and then too. hearing about this, I would say you tapping into the 
energy of things. Yeah. That was really incredible for me too. Mm. And I want to go into that because it is that it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. We are energy. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's one thing I'm, I'm really, really grasping. I'm really grasping the whole quantum physics of life mm. and how it gets down into that cellular level and how it does really get down and strip down um, to atoms and molecules. And that's mm-hmm. really what we are. Mm-hmm. I know I know that I'm kind of diverting no. here, but yeah, but it's that energy that um, I'm really getting excited about. Mm-hmm. And then when you understand that with the physical experience that is happening to you, life just seems to get more and more grand. Happening mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, Kaleo. happening yeah. for you, right. Thank <laughs> yes. you for that, Mel. Yes. Exactly. Kaleo yeah. always likes to divert to quantum quantum theory. Quantum I love that. Really I know, I love yeah. it too. Uh-huh. Well, Mel- I just kind of zone out and go, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Melanie got me hooked on Dr. Bruce Lipton. And if you haven't, yes. okay, good. All right, uh-huh. there. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. and, so, and so like I'm a huge, like I'll YouTube him and go, this is my guru. You're this is my quantum. Out yeah. Super hot. Yeah. It's just, this is my this is my quantum guru, and I love it. Okay. Okay. Let's go so back. Let's sorry, go sorry. back to yeah. this women's event that you spoke at. Yeah. So up until then, do you feel like you were wearing a bunch of walls or masks, or do you feel like you were able to to still be yourself, or was this a pivotal moment that actually shed a lot of that? Um, There was a little bit of both because it took me four years before I told anybody what had happened. And it was a guy that I ended up dating for 11 years. And I told him at very beginning. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I just felt like this has to come out now. Right. (laughs) And in telling him that, I felt like that was like everything. I could breathe again. And I didn't even know at that point I was holding my breath. Right. So all of a sudden I had this new oxygen mask where I was just thinking, oh my God, life is amazing. I get to Mm. just be me and be free and I'm accepted and it's great. Because also, you know, being 19 when it happened, you're still figuring things out. Let's be real. I'm fucking Mm -hmm. 37 and I'm still figuring things out. So (laughs) I think when I spoke in that platform, I think what touched me the most is to be in the physical space of other women and looking around and seeing women crying Mm -hmm. and thinking, Something, something happened, happened. Yeah. right? And and they couldn't speak. So I've had this feeling ever since I was a kid, my mom would tell you that I've always said I'm supposed to be a voice for other people. Mm. And can I go into that a little bit? Please. Because I think it's super Please. interesting. Definitely. So I've seen uh, multiple mediums <clears throat> just to kind of discuss. And every single one that I've seen has said the exact same thing. And most recently with my recent breakup, which we'll touch on a little bit, um, I saw a soul activation healer and she put her hands on me and she said, tell me about your sexual trauma. And I was like, well, okay. So we dug into that a little bit and she's like, I want to let you know that You have been here many, 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 many lifetimes. And every single lifetime, I get chills when I tell this, every single lifetime that you've been in your physical body, you have been raped. You have been burned on the stake for speaking out for women. And this is the last life experience that that will happen for you. And now is your time to speak. Oh my gosh, I have chills all over. Every single person has told me the exact same thing. And so I knew it from a young child, right? And so when I spoke to these women, it was very much like, this is my space. This is mm. what I'm supposed to do. Wow. So, yeah. I'm just floored. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ooh. amazing. Talk about molecules, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, and it's real. It so really this is. It's real. This is why you're so vibrant and uplifting, mm-hmm. I think, is because you have found your dharma. Mm-hmm. You know this is your path. Mm-hmm. You are completely sure of it. Mm-hmm. And you're damn good at it. Mm-hmm. Thank <laughs> you. You are really good at it. Thank you. Wow. Okay. So going back to this episode, um, episode three, um, you, for about six months, you kept it in, you didn't tell anybody. And then all of a sudden you started to manifest physically some symptoms. Yeah. And will you tell us about that? Yeah. So I had always been interested in health, but it wasn't something I paid that much attention to necessarily. It was just, I was raised with healthy food and fitness, but whatever. That's just how it was. Especially in this time of life. Yeah. You know, back in the day, I never really thought about health no. at all. It's because your body is just doing everything yeah. until something happens. Exactly. Until or you're a on a budget right. college exactly. and top ramen. <laughs> and, uh, and Albertos, you know, whatever it is, especially in San Diego. Yeah. But it, it's really interesting until something happens and then all yeah. of a sudden your body lets you know that, hi, I'm here. Pay attention to me. I'm here too. And yeah. we we have a relationship mm-hmm. and I'm your closest body. Yeah. I'm your buddy body. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And yeah, for me, I was at the time I was modeling for Dickies in Orange County. Yep. And um, I was supposed to be at this big event for the weekend. And I woke up the mor- morning of the first day and could not move. I went to roll out of bed and my foot looked like I had a softball sitting on top of it. And my wrist looked like I had a softball sitting on top of it. And I couldn't move my foot. And I was like, what is happening? And I literally got on all fours and I crawled out into the living room in just tears to my roommate. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, but look at my body. And she was like, what is happening? Right. So I went to the doctor and I didn't have insurance. And so he said he wanted to run all of these tests. And I said, great, I can't. So (laughs) what can you tell me? (laughs) And he immediately diagnosed me with all of these things. You have fibromyalgia. You have rheumatoid arthritis. You have the list goes on. Uh Wow. And gave me some pills. Of that sounds so uh-huh. different than any other doctor I know. experience. So I had. Weird. <laughs> right. It's so weird how that happens. <laughs> okay. So I got home and I put the pills on my counter and I didn't take them. And I called my mom and I said, I don't know why all of this is happening, but I, I have to learn how to fix myself. And she said, okay, but there's, you know, there's doctors to help you. And she's in Seattle, so we're not local to each other. And Um, she of course felt helpless. So I started doing a bunch of research and I actually found Dr. Mark Hyman, who with his book, The Ultramind Solution, I was like, oh my God, you're blowing my mind right now. Holy shit, I knew we were connected, but what is this? (laughs) So that like took me down this rabbit hole as somebody who's a Scorpio anyways, and I'm constantly like wanting to know what's going on and and I love change. And so I was like, oh, this is different and new, yes. Um, I just, I dug in and that was the beginning of the journey. And it took me going back to school for a holistic health and nine years of misdiagnosis, six of which I was in the hospital multiple times every month um, with everything you can imagine from meningitis to ruptured ovarian cysts to you name it, like literally the weirdest shit. 
All in your 20s. All in my 20s. This is like the time where the 20s are yeah. roaring and you yeah. should just like be going out mm. to clubs and doing that. Didn't but now happen. you're in hospital visits and doctor visits yeah. and trying to discover. But I yeah. mean, ha- having this happen to you so young, I, you know, you, you want to find the good in the situation. How just invincible do you feel right now? Right. Right? Yeah. Just with the knowledge Taking of it. Taking the power back. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I mean, granted, it took a long time, you know, nine years of misdiagnosis, but ultimately I diagnosed myself. Yes. And it took eight different doctors for me to go to <sighs> for them to finally do the test that I was requesting. And when they did, they're like, oh, yeah, you you do. You have lupus and you have Hashimoto's and you've been treated for all the wrong things. And everything I took medication for I was allergic to. Oh, my God. So um, I haven't been on medication for almost eight years now and that's just my life and you've changed it with food food and and mindset awesome and stress reduction and Mm -hmm. sleep and i'm not someone who likes to stay out late positivity yeah you know i mean raising that vibration Mm -hmm. and being positive and looking for the good yeah and then i'm gonna say it again things don't happen to you they happen for you i mean that just shifts everything right Mm -hmm. there for me Mm -hmm. i had to actually do the little on your podcast the 15 second rewind Mm -hmm. and hear it again Mm. like that just takes you out of the I hate to say victim because victim is a, a true word, mm-hmm. but it takes you out of that mentality and mm-hmm. more into an empowerment. Mm-hmm. So that that was beautiful. But let me back yeah. up just a little bit. Yeah. So when you, you know, these, these six months, I really found value in, you know, you were saying that you were, su- you were suppressing, you weren't telling your roommate exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. You weren't telling people. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, you were holding this in mm-hmm. and imagine all of that, you know, your body, that that's the physical form is the last defense, mm-hmm. you know, with our mindset, mm-hmm. all of this holding in and suppressing and not telling and at such a young age mm-hmm. and everything you were going through internally, of course, it's going to come out and manifest Absolutely. in the physical. Yeah. Yeah. We You're damning the, the flow. Yeah. You're damning your energetic flow with meridians. Yep. And so it will cause like Melanie says, this manifestation to happen and go, hey, and again, here we go. Hi, it's your body. Yeah. I'm here to let you know. You got some stuff to go through. Yeah. yeah and we got to work together and pretty quick. Yeah. Because it's now, if I'm at this point, mm. we got a lot of work to do. Let's yeah. get to it. Yeah. And I think, too, when it happens in the physical sense, it's something you can see and feel. And so you can, you can almost name it like it's real. Right. But when it's something like trauma... You usually mm-hmm. don't see it. And so it's hard for a lot of people, myself included in the beginning, mm-hmm. to be able to grasp all that it could create mm-hmm. in a physical body, right? And mm-hmm. I took it down the road of health and nutrition and all of those things. But really what I believe wholeheartedly needed the most attention was my soul. Mm-hmm. And I still neglected that for years. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I'm completely in agreement with you mm-hmm. because going through all of the I would say the incredible information with diets and food and whole foods and going through all of these different diets, I am getting to a point where I am finding that for me now that I have arrived at where I am, that there's two things that are helping me out more than anything. And that is my mindset, Mm -hmm. energetically switching it and then actually not eating anything. And allowing my body to go and take care of what it needs it's to a take big care faster. of. faster. Yeah, to go and, and, you know, really go eat what it's Reset. not. Yeah, it needs to go eat what it doesn't need. Mm-hmm. And your body's so intelligent. And this is another thing I keep, I keep tripping out about. Your body's so intelligent. It knows what to do. But if you don't get out of the way, it can't do what it needs to do. And instinctually knows what to do. Yeah. 
That's it's really it. Absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. it does. Yeah, like you said, you know, your body is a system. Mm-hmm. It's not just one thing. It's mm-hmm. a system, and everything needs to work together. Yes, and the mind is so so powerful. Yeah, but we're I mean we're conditioned. Think of our whole medical system, right? We're conditioned to be seen in parts when really we're a whole person. So I think if we can take a step back and say. What do I need to heal as a whole versus mm-hmm. this little piece of me, right? Mm-hmm. So when you um, when you speak at these events or when you're talking to other women, mm-hmm. I can imagine there's a lot of, um, you know, you, you are a voice for them. I can imagine there's a lot of hesitation with people not wanting to express themselves or mm-hmm. tell the truth or, um, you know, actually say it out loud. Mm-hmm. But do you find that when you're with these women that they are able to open up a little bit more or you, what do you find when you're talking to them? Yeah, it's, it's usually private. Mm-hmm. So I used to do women's empowerment coaching, specifically one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, a lot of stuff comes out of that. Yeah. But when it's a group setting, people usually stay quiet other than their mm-hmm. tears and they'll find me later on social media I and send a imagine. message. Yeah. So yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Right, there's no rules. Yeah, mm-hmm. at all. One thing though that I always reminded women is, you know, every time we judge somebody, right? We're judging ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that comes with trauma too. It's typically the reason we don't speak is because we're judging ourselves or holding shame or guilt for it. And in that, we're not allowing the space for other people to step into their own vulnerability to share their truth. Mm -hmm. So if we change that, then we all have this space to just be us and accepting the fact that we're different and also very much the same in many ways. But we we don't let that be seen enough, I don't think. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, there's the whole Me Too movement right Mm -hmm. now is is really big. And um, it feels like women are now starting to stand up and support each other a little bit more. I think uh, before, I don't want to say before the Me Too movement, but I feel like recently in recent past, there's been a lot of competition. I know it's still out there completely. Yeah. Um, A lot of competition. You know, you're, you're either against each other or Um, competing for something whether it's a job or a man or Mm -hmm. you know whatever it is but I think right now I'm just feeling this resurgence or the surgence of positivity and sisterhood yeah kind of a kinship more of let's let's uplift each other rather Mm -hmm. than let's be in competition with each other yeah are you finding the same thing absolutely it's beautiful Mm -hmm. it's beautiful it's about time yeah absolutely (laughs) what the hell why did it take us so long I know (laughs) I know and then I think it's also empowering for women to see men who Mm -hmm. are have a feminine side Mm -hmm. and who have a softness and who have a lot of compassion for women Mm -hmm. and not just you know standing in their their machismo Mm -hmm. um, or whatever it is and you know I feel really really fortunate Mm -hmm. I have this guy here who's Mm -hmm. beautiful and strong but also very very sensitive and Mm -hmm. supporting Mm -hmm. Um, what are you finding out there in and well, let's let's back up a little bit. Yeah. So you recently went through a breakup. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's still new, you know, but yeah. you move through it. And I think this this was different than anything I'd ever felt in my life. I loved differently. I showed up differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I was me in all of the ways and completely let my guard down. And I really believed that what we had was it. Um, and there was nothing to show otherwise. Both of us spoke about that all the time, that we were just so blessed to have this 
experience together and be so vulnerable with each other and have these conversations that other people would otherwise think that's fucking weird. (laughs) Um, But, you know, being able to be that real with somebody and then it just being gone. I mean, there was there was no sign we had blindsided yeah we had our first argument after a year and a half together which is inevitable I know that and I'm okay Mm -hmm. with that um but three weeks before we were moving in together and um he his response was I'm emotionally shut down I can't do this and that was it and he blocked me from everything he had all of the people that knew both of us block me from everything and I was like what happened and it I sat with it for a while thinking like what did I miss? Like, what What did I miss? But I am fully okay in saying it had nothing to do with me. And mm-hmm. I did say that to him. I said, you know, whatever you're going through right now, I'm here to walk through it with you. But that at the end of the day, I really don't believe this has to do with me. And he's like, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Because everyone, if you're going to accept your triumphs, you need to accept I don't want to call them failures, but you need to, how about this? Mm-hmm. You need to accept your non-triumphs yeah. as well, okay? <laughs> how about that? And and so it really does come down to an individual. It's yeah. to the point where we all get into situations and it's like, okay, wait, this is actually about me. Mm-hmm. And if you take the responsibility of that, it helps me to try to understand and what I need to really get some silence and think about and go, okay. And then, of course... Uh, you're going to hear it again. It's happening for me, not mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So like we said, you had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then I can imagine where you were probably questioning yourself. Yeah. Right. And to come to this conclusion of, wait a minute, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And questioning everything you've done, questioning if everything was real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so how did you, I know you're still, you know, this is still pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for being open to talk yeah. about it. Um, how did you, how are you moving through? How are you getting to the other side of, yeah. of this heartbreak? Um, I really gave myself permission to sit wherever I needed to be, to feel it, and to move through it the way I needed to feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a lot of people who have said, okay, we need to get you out of this. But then there's the flip side of the coin of the people saying, what do you need to, to do what do you need us to do what needs to happen and I've never been somebody who's very good at receiving so this relationship was actually the first time that I was able to really allow myself to receive in all of the ways mm-hmm. and so to have that taken away I felt almost like I wanted it to put up a wall again and say I can do it all on my own mm-hmm. And immediately when that thought came in my head, I was like, yep, this is your growth opportunity. You don't get to do that. You get to ask for all the help possible. And then that's you being vulnerable again, setting yourself up to be that vulnerable. Yeah. Ouch. And it, I mean, I I didn't, I pulled a Kaleo, I guess. I didn't eat for two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how the body will just let you know. You ever ever see like dogs? Like dogs will just not eat. They'll just go out and eat grass and throw up. Yeah. That's 
they're just listening to themselves. If I see you do that, Kalea, we have a problem. <laughs> I do it all the time. I just never see it. Oh, God. I'm, I'm right there next to the dog that went out for his walk, and I'm just eating grass okay, with him. Okay, if I see you pooping on our neighbor's lawn, then we got a problem. There's nothing more primal than that. That's why we have a squat potty babe. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's bring it back. Okay, here we <laughs> Sorry, go. Sorry, no, I love it. I love it. It's like emotional, vulnerable, and Kaleo pooping on the lawn. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with Rebel and Muse. It's perfect. <laughs> squat, it's, it's like the true squat potty It's what I call the air potty. Yes. Right. All right, go back, go back. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't eat for actually almost three weeks. Um, I was oh just drinking gosh. water and I was just laying in bed and I could not for the life of me stop crying. And what's funny is he he was a very like, um, he was very supportive actually and very compassionate and all of the things that you want. And when this happened, I was crying and he's like, the fact that you're crying right now shows how dysregulated you are. And everything in me was like, who is this fucking person? So as I'm going through this process and not being able to stop crying, I was like, I fucking like my dysregulation and I'm okay (laughs) with this because it hurts and I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't. So, I mean, I had Shauna was there crying in bed with me and I had some other girlfriends just come over and just to cry with me and I didn't want to talk. I just wanted to be in my space and that meant working from my bed for a few hours a day and and writing a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I call that the purge. Yes, and it's so mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, and through that, I mean, I've been a ghostwriter for years, and through that, my book started, which I was like, this is this is why it's happening, because this is the push I needed, because I started four years ago and didn't finish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it was like, get your ass out there and handle it. So that's been happening, and so through the process now is just really – being honest with myself. If I feel sad, it's like, okay, I feel sad right now. Giving myself time limits now. Um, how long do you want to feel sad for? Because I mm. really believe that we have a choice of how we feel. And that doesn't mean to push things aside and pretend that they don't exist. Because exactly. that's mm. important. And that's when it manifests in the yeah, physical or exactly. some other way. Yeah, mm. and that's where the, the real healing, I believe, happens is when we give ourselves permission to be really honest with ourselves and say this fucking sucks Mm -hmm. how do I want to feel what do I need to do to change that and I like how you said you're giving yourself up like you block out time for it because in the beginning you just want to feel you just want to process process but then as you start to move on or outside of that initial feeling Mm -hmm. I can imagine that you want to let's say I'm going to feel sad for today Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to do something else or Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel sad for the next hour Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to do something else and kind of kind of retrain yourself to get back into your your usual flow yeah and I think too being able to be honest with the people around you to say I need this time and I'm asking you to honor that space for me Mm -hmm. and don't ask me to pivot don't try to give me some you know Buddhist mentality around what I'm supposed to do and this will make everything better Mm -hmm. because I believe all of that stuff but right now I don't want that so do you think it's more beneficial let's say you have a friend going through something Mm -hmm. um it's what I'm hearing from you is it's more beneficial just to show up yes and offer what do you need rather than 
some advice Absolutely. or what you should be doing Absolutely. or what you should be feeling at the time. So just show up. Yeah, absolutely. I think too, this experience has really shown me, um, because like I said, it was such a different experience and the depth of just love and pain were huge for me. So you always hear people, I mean, I've done it myself that want to offer support in in the way of advice mm-hmm. um but nobody could possibly understand what i was feeling because this was something so outside of anything i'd experienced and i'd never seen a relationship that was exactly like ours because it wasn't like we fought no it relationships like are exactly like at each all other. even at if all. they could look like it on the surface they're not, they're not. <laughs> no yeah so I think this was more of a give myself permission and then mm-hmm. ask of that from other people what I'm so impressed yeah. with is that you came up with a deadline of how long do I want to feel this yeah so that deadline's really important it is um if my career depends on it mm. because if there were no deadlines who knows if the art would actually get out absolutely right and so to to imply this into your everyday experience and your everyday life I think it's incredibly valuable yeah. and it's I'm, I mean, just sitting here listening to you guys talk, it's blowing me away. And I really, I just really thoroughly enjoy all of this because that deadline thing, that's a really important, I, that's, that's going to be another tool that I have in the shed mm. when it comes down to my life situations. It's like, okay, hmm, here we are. I want to, I want to process this. And what I usually go to straight off the bat is identifying it like what you said. And then I also go after it with acupressure, EFT, tapping. Or whatnot and mm-hmm. I love to identify it's one of the tools that really helped me out mm-hmm. um, and so now after hearing this and implementing a deadline with it I look at this as like a very very um, important set of tools for whatever life may have for me mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. I think something that goes along with that that really really opened me up was a girlfriend of mine said do you want to stay feeling sad And I thought about it for a minute and I said, well, no, I don't want to be sad. But by not being sad, I'm accepting that it's over Mm. and I'm not ready to close the door yet. Wow, that was some good awareness. That's that's heavy. And I think that that's a check-in point for people going through something. It's like the naming it, right? Mm -hmm. To say, yeah, ultimately I want to feel like that, but I'm not ready to yet. Mm-hmm. But and that awareness okay is yes, to yeah. Not, to to want to feel sad, yeah. It's okay. It's okay to be yeah. gentle and not have to do what other people say that you should do. Yeah, just really digest it. Yeah, people digest food in different ways all the time. Yeah, look at a sixteen-year-old version of me right. versus the forty-year-old <laughs> version of me. All right, as a yeah. to- we're talking two different digestion tables here. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to sit back and relax a little bit and allow it to just be what it is at the time that it is. Yeah. That's going to change too, because Absolutely. in ten years it will be a different type of digesting, and yeah. and not only that, but the expansion just keeps going and going and going and going. And when I when I finally understood that it never ends mm-hmm. because that's not what energy does. No, nope. I've gotten a lot more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I found a lot more peace. I was able to sit down in meditation mm-hmm. instead of go no. I got to check these emails. I got to get these mixes off. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I got to do this. This 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 this. This has to happen now. Mm-hmm. No. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. What has to happen now is truly me finding silence to speak to myself 
and encourage myself to go along with the expansion and breathe it in and respect it and enjoy it for where it is. Mm -hmm. That has blown me away in my meditation practice. Absolutely, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. yeah. So with these two experiences that we've touched on today, very, very pivotal times of your mm -hmm. life with the, you know, surviving the sexual assault and then this breakup, um, they were both men. Yeah. So how do you feel moving forward? Um, and I, I think I already know this answer, just knowing you, but how do you feel moving forward um, about men? Oh, I love and, men. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like well, all the men. Yeah. <laughs> I like all the men. <laughs> I'll take one. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah. do you have any hesitation or are you just excited to meet, like we were talking about mm. earlier, a man who shows up and who is sensitive and, mm. you know, whatever the qualities that I can imagine, what I'm trying to say is I can imagine with these um, pivotal experiences, we're not going to put a label good or bad or, yeah. you know, whatever they are. Um, that there would be either some hesitation or judgment or fear around mm. around dudes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, I won't go too far down the rabbit hole with description, but just, just to give everyone listening kind of a perspective, if, if you're going through anything where it seems like there's a pattern, right? Like for me, my trauma has always been around men, and it started when I was two years old. And then from there, it went to 17, and then 19, and now this, and it was all men. And the correlation was that men hurt me and men always leave. And I I hired a money coach recently, and I wanted to kind of sit with it and say, like, how is this showing up? And my relationship to money and my thought patterns around money are very much the same as men, which is so interesting and thinking, like, it always leaves. So with this experience, I was like, that fuck fascinating. that, right? Yeah. Like, no, they don't always leave because of me. It, I didn't do anything. I... I'm gaining lessons and so much stuff from all of these experiences because I've chosen to do so. And what this experience, and it gives me like little heart flutters thinking about it, has really brought up for me is like, if it can be that amazing and he's not my person, holy shit, whatever is coming <laughs> is so good. And I'm Wait so excited. Wait till you excited. meet your person. Yes. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. That is such a beautiful, healthy outlook. Yeah. So I think sometimes when um, when women, we go through that, like, I, like you said, a pattern, there is this, um, we have a pattern ourselves mm -hmm. to either run first before we can get left mm -hmm. or to be distrustful mm -hmm. or to think they're all the same or mm -hmm. whatever it is so to hear this is so refreshing and it's so healthy and yeah. i'm so excited for you to get your your message out yeah. and to speak to women because i think you. women really need to hear this yeah. and they are right now and this is why we have these platforms yeah this is a, a great thing about technology mm -hmm. you know and a whole thing about rebel and muse is yeah you're not alone yeah. You know, and, and that's the same thing with soul fucked. You're not alone. We're just mm -hmm. figuring it out all together. And mm -hmm. if there's some information that we may have, then we teach each other. And that's what this whole grand experience is to me. We're here to teach each other. I just went yeah. on a walk with a friend today and there was just so much information coming out of me that was deep inside of me that he needed to hear. But not only that, I needed to hear. Mm. I wasn't even truly aware that this was inside of me until I had someone else activate it. Mm. And, that, <laughs> and then I was I put this into my practice. I'm like, oh, all right, good, remember that. Okay, yeah. good, remember that. Yeah, you so needed to hear it yourself. I needed to hear it myself, yeah. So it was just there dormant. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is within us. A lot of love may be dormant. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of, I would say, trust trust mm-hmm. is dormant. There's a lot of resentment that you can't see, but it will it will manifest. The body will let you know later. These are all energy things that, that can be worked out in the tool. Now, you said something about a money coach. Yeah. I want I want one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Give, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll grab that number for you later. Yeah, yeah. it's from pretty you. interesting. Yeah, tell us about yeah. that. Yeah, so I've I've always like I said had this thing about money always leaves uh-huh. and that I'm not responsible with money and all of these things. And I kind of went back in time and we figured out, you know, when was the first time this happened? I was 17 and I had a college fund and my mom got divorced and all the money was gone. And at the same time, all the money was gone. My stepdad who was the only man I ever called dad in my entire life mm-hmm. was gone and I never heard from him again so it was like everything happened so I, I made up my mind and I told myself wow. a story at that moment right? right so we correlated the money piece to that and what I wanted to work with her on was specifically around why do I show up this way around money where does it come from and more importantly fucking stop it right <laughs> stop yes <laughs> So um, she, my money coach is, her name is Maria Milano, and she's out of Boston, and she works with money archetypes, which there's eight archetypes for money. And um, similar to the feminine archetypes. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Um, And you essentially, you start with this quiz and you figure out what are your top three archetypes and how do those work together? And from there, you dissect and figure out, dependent, I mean, it's all personal work, right? So it's different for everybody. But um, you do exercises around how do we we recreate the story and rewrite it in a way that feels really empowering. And that's going to be dependent on your archetype. That's your time machine. Yeah. You get to go back in time in the DeLorean at 88 yes. miles per hour. It's very Abraham and then, retelling the story. Right. Yes. And you get back there because now all of a sudden you're there mm-hmm. and you change the story. Mm-hmm. When you get back from there, the future's different. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Okay. I got yeah. it. That's all yeah. you got to say. Yeah. Back to the future. I'm in. 1.21 <laughs> gigawatts. Okay. Now I really can't wait to talk to the money coach. This is exciting. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, that's, I I love what you talked about here, the the story, Mm -hmm. because it's not like we're changing history, Mm -hmm. like physical history, right? The things actually happen. Like, let's go back to when you were 19 or when you were 17, those things happened, but changing the story, everything is perception. Mm -hmm. I mean, the three of us can be in this room having this conversation and then we'll leave and tell somebody about it. And we all have different perspectives. We'll all tell a different story. Exactly. So to see it with different eyes and to go back and t- retell the story with different eyes, that's where the healing process can happen. Absolutely. And it's the perception of it. Mm-hmm. And I, ju- I just love the fact that that power belongs to you. And if you've forgotten it, then you'll have things like this to remind you. And you will forget. And then you'll be reminded. And you'll forget. And you'll be reminded. Uh, if you're gentle with yourself during the process of it, it just makes everything, everything better. Okay, you want to get real nerdy real quick? I do. Okay, let me get real nerdy real quick. I explained <laughs> this to my friend on the walk. Here we go. It's kind of like a compressor limiter. So in music, in music production, we have a compressor limiter which actually brings the lows up and the highs down. So the song in its entirety doesn't have these big swings and you're able to listen to it all together mm. correctly 
and brilliantly mm. instead of going oh that's really high or oh man that's really low shaking my speakers sounds like a, a Coors Light can mm. you know what I mean it's a perfect it's a, just a balance but however it doesn't mean that there's not highs and lows it just means now they're kind of a little more in range for you to recognize them and you can go yeah I'm low but I mean that's okay it's mm-hmm. alright I appreciate the, I appreciate the low oh I'm high okay I appreciate the high. What what did you just say, babe? Equanimity. Yes. And what is the definition of that? Well, it's it's staying somewhat equal instead of shooting up with these highs and shooting down with those lows and being completely affected by the ups and downs. You find more of the equanimity. This is where you stay within that that personal peaceful feeling. Right. And if you're listening to this, it's not like don't get super happy or don't get super bad or sad. Just understand that, you know, you can have this kind of range that doesn't take you to, you know, maybe such extremes that that aren't necessarily healthy for you at the moment. Mm-hmm. And to be able to listen to the symphony that is your life in a really nice way and balanced, for me, it's really just, a, a, it's so much easier for me to just really ride that that sonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, if something does happen that it, like the breakup or something that's very pivotal that, oh, of course, yeah. feel it. Oh, ter- yeah. well, the compressor's yeah. gonna shut off. Right. <laughs> in certain times of your life. These compressors, is that what T-Pain uses? <laughs> voice no no that's pitch correction <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> sounds like a, a i thought like that a, was like yeah. auto-tune auto-tune <laughs> that's yeah. what it is yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so through this process of course there's a lot of processing and you know mel you mentioned fear and is that something that comes up and something that i wrote in this process that i think really goes along with that and how we manifest is if we are to remain awake we must close our eyes to fear and open ourselves up to possibility. Consciousness comes when we detach from our own closed-minded perceptions and embrace each experience with compassion and love. When we root in scarcity, we give opportunity for our greatest blessings to slip through our fingertips. We begin to store patterns in our body based on unconscious reactions as protection from pain that may never truly exist in the first place. Wow, you wrote this. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. So I think yeah. it's it's the manifestation, right? Mm-hmm. And through that manifestation, is it actually happening? Or going back to perception, mm-hmm. I wrote perception is not truth. Perception is your experience of a shared experience rooted in your own perception of social, societal, familial conditioning and personal experiences throughout your own evolution. Oh my gosh. Mic drop. Right. Well, don't, don't drop don't that mic. <laughs> I'm anti mic dropping. Here. <laughs> that, that is, is beautiful. that is incredible. Yeah. Um, let me guess. This came to you in silence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snotty face tears and no sleep. <laughs> yep. Ugly crying. Yeah. I great. doubt that. And no food. It, it happens. <laughs> and no food at this time. Oh no. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it fantastic though? Yeah. How you have these? I would say these. Uh, Visiting, universal visiting notes that come to you when all of a sudden the body's able to clean up all the other stuff. And what you were doing was purging in so many levels. In your Mm -hmm. writing, you were purging with your tears. Mm -hmm. You were you were releasing. You were that you went through rehab. This is detox. Absolutely. Yeah. And and to allow yourself, which is something that a lot of people in 
including me, when you allow yourself to be aware of that and know that you do need a detox and you do need to tap it out or whatever, uh, whatever you beach walk your way through it, it really is so crucial for the longevity of your health. Mm-hmm. And and at the end of the day, when I think about everything that I want, nothing is more important to me than my optimal health and to maintain that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm in my body and my mind and my spirit. That is true wealth. That is, that Mm -hmm. is for me, it is the number one. And it's one of those things where even though I'm feeling healthy and perfect, I never ever forget to make that the priority, especially in meditation Mm -hmm. and in my gratitude list because you always keep the vibration up in that way. So if you're experiencing it, don't forget it because you need to keep it active because they don't, manifestations, manifestations don't hang around too long. Yeah. You know, not, <laughs> yeah, not but, if you don't keep it active. Well, right. right. Because all of a sudden we get caught up in society again. Right. Mm-hmm. And the expectations that are placed upon us if we choose to accept them or not. And that's also an invitation from the universe to say, here, I'm giving you this expectation. Would you like it or not? Mm-hmm. And then you get to say, nope, doesn't serve me. I like that verbiage. Yeah. And that's yeah. another thing. It brings, it brings your awareness to that source. Like, yeah. OK, what am I offered right now? Yeah. What make me and what makes me feel good or what doesn't make me feel good? Yeah, I, I mean there's the option. There's that quote, it feels good to feel good, it feels bad to feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple, but it's so true. Right. Yeah. And when you say it that way, you're like, wow, does it have to be so complicated? Yeah. <laughs> so oh true. yeah. I love it when it's dumbed down. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. So I, I know I'm, I'm going back to this a lot, but let's go back to this process that mm-hmm. you just, you're still going through. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of friends show up for you. Yeah. And one of those is our, our mutual friend, yeah. Daniel, who mm-hmm. is the, the husband of our friend Shauna, mm-hmm. our dear friend Shauna. And tell us about what he did. Ugh. And this just shows, you know, a, a well, you tell. <laughs> I mean, I, you guys know. I love him for so many reasons. He just... He's a man's man, but he also has that softness and like all of us, demons, right? And he's allowed himself to really step into the space of acknowledging those and love the light and dark, which I think is so important. And in that, he's always said that he really feels like one of his biggest callings on this planet is to empower the wild woman to be herself. (laughs) And I love that. So... Um, you know, through this process too, something that I did was completely radically cleanse my space. And that meant I got a new bed because I don't want any of that shit in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that. And so I needed somebody to help me take apart my bed. And I reached out to Daniel and I said, hey, I know this is not a fun project, but would you be open to helping me take this down? And he's like, yeah, let's take it a step further. I want you to put on a dress. We're going on a date and I'll come and we'll take care of the bed first and then we'll go have a good time. And he took me to my favorite restaurant, which he didn't know was my favorite restaurant, but my favorite restaurant. And Blue Ocean. Oh, a second. <laughs> Pacific Coast Grill. Oh, there we go. Because I love the oceans right there. Yeah. Um, and hours and hours go by and we're just drinking wine and and having the best time and I just kept thinking like god this is amazing that this man is just a really good friend of mine that there's no expectation or strings attached he's just he's my friend and he's showing Mm -hmm. up for me and and I'm receiving it and I'm letting myself be with it 
and it was beautiful and we couldn't help but laugh too because the waitress you could tell she thought we were on a date date right <laughs> and every time she would come up inevitably there would be something said like me kept saying I just want dick and Daniel <laughs> talking about his wife and then all of a sudden she's coming back and we're asking for more wine and she's looking at us like I don't know what what's going, going on, on here <laughs> I love it okay so for listeners out there so like I said Daniel's married to Shauna Shauna fully knew that this was happening yeah this is just a way for him to show up as a safe male masculine presence yeah that you know this is perfect timing mm. he doesn't want anything from you sexually no. he didn't no. need anything from you emotionally he was just there to show up and let you have a really nice experience yeah well so, not only that but he was there to learn because yeah. when you yeah because for me it's like um any and i have so many sisters they're all my sisters is what i call them i have so many sisters and i learn so much from them mm-hmm. constantly and we go out and we have fun and you're I, i'm so impressed with these i have very 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 strong women in my life and it all stems from my grandmother Mm. Uh, your grandmother would say find the good my grandmother said kill him like she was (laughs) sicilian woman right so so i've had yeah so i had all these like you know very yeah revenge (laughs) all these very very strong strong women and it's it's for me when i am hanging out i learn so much and i am such a fan of women and no, it's not just sexually. I just think women are delicious. They have so much beauty, and I learn so much constantly, constantly, constantly. And you know, me and Daniel are really good um, friends. He always says mates because he's Australian. <laughs> it's just nothing but just an English criminal, and <laughs> and he's gonna love that, by the way. Um, cunt. And, uh, but, uh, that's what he told yeah, me to that, tell you. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's uh, you know it's I'll a wake term up and of I, endearment everyone yeah, out there. Yeah, I, you know I'll just Australian. get it. I'll, I'll just get a text message and that's just like okay, capitalized. Okay. It just capitalized. You know. <laughs> anyway, so it's it's a really you know um I knowing Daniel I know that he was there because he wanted to learn as well. Um, and that's something really interesting to us. And from a man's point of view in this conversation, it's really you know there are like it's 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 like any gender. Um, it's, you know, you're going to find, you're going to find your gems and you're going to find your, your kind of, maybe the ones that you don't need to hang around with for a long time, but the ones that you can still learn from. How's that? That's a perfect story. And (laughs) when, when you find the ones that you want to hang around for and, and really learn from and really appreciate, we're out there and it happens all the way around. And so to have that story and then also in the same breath to hear what the waitress was thinking because <laughs> there's society again, right? Yep. Knocking mm-hmm. on the door yep. going, it has uh, to no, fit no, no, into it, this box. it has yeah. to fit into the box. Sense. Yeah, because that, no, that doesn't, no, that doesn't make sense. No, it does. Yeah. It really does. It's because it's the perception of where you're at at the time that you're at. Yes, yep. absolutely. Oh, thank you so much mm. for sharing all of this Absolutely. really emotional, deep stuff. I yeah. know that there's going to be a lot of people out there that will connect with mm. at least part of it, yeah. if not all of it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your book a little bit. Mm. I'm really excited for it. And you're in the process of writing it. Yeah. And you are a ghostwriter. Now, that mm-hmm. just sounds very mysterious. Yeah. Oh, you Tell don't me know a little bit about that. Yeah. I- explain to Mel. Yeah. So it's funny. I get that question all the time. A ghostwriter essentially is I write under someone else's name like so, a pseudonym or like a real person a real person 
So a real person is buying. Yeah. So this is what happens in the music industry all the time. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So it it happens everywhere. There's great writers that uh, they're able to move their writing to other artists that perform it. Yeah. That's a ghostwriter. Okay. A lot of my famous artists have a lot of ghostwriters. So this is not your first book. This is Mm -hmm. your first book for you. But you are a seasoned writer. So you okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm really excited about this story. Is this, yeah. is this, what is it about? So it's interesting when I first started writing it, it was my story, right? It mm-hmm. was all about where I started. And through this process, what it's come to be is really prose. It's all just mind rambles. It's what I call my night notes. It's mm-hmm. what comes out in the space of nothingness that ends up being everything and embodying all of the experiences that I've personally had in a way that I hope people will connect to. So it's it's going to be one of those books that you can pick up at any time. You don't have to follow the flow. You can open to any page any and there'll page. be something. Um, but I really, there's a lot of heartbreak in there. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of hope and a lot of love Beautiful. and a lot of healing. So is, are you speaking of some of the things that you put on your, and we'll, we'll give your social media on the in the show notes, yeah. but in your stories, mm-hmm. are these some of yeah. what you're writing? Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, those are, I think people are going to love that. Thank you. I'm excited. For when it. did you start writing, if you don't mind me asking, because this is really, um, it's a huge part of my life. Not this particular book, but Yeah, really yeah, writing. just writing, yeah. period. Ever since I can remember. Um, and when I started with FitLife and Organifi, I built their content department and I brought on all their writers and I started training their writers to write. And what came to me was anybody is a writer, really? Like you're a writer because you write. It's a matter of are you passionate about it? Because when you're mm-hmm. passionate about it, it becomes your craft. Um, and I just always, always words are my jam. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Me too. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, thank you so much. Mm. This has been eye-opening. And for every you, every one of you listening out there, go to Soul Fucked. And again, there's no you. <laughs> no, <laughs> so like, disappointing. No you and fucked. Uh, yeah. That's okay. There's no you and team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just love when Melanie says, Soul Fucked. It's, it's really fun to say, but so I kind of fucked. feel like I'm doing something bad. I know. Perfect. I, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can feel it. I can feel it in the presentation. And, and listening, Soul Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> is my face getting red no. I like a little bit no your face is getting more beautiful Aww. thank you so and we are actually going to be on soul fuck and that yeah. that's going to be so fun you know Can't i'm wait. actually kind of nervous why it's going to be so i've been fun. doing that's this for about a year but i don't know people asking me the questions i'm kind of sweating it's going to be this exact same thing nothing okay. different yeah okay. just talking yeah okay yeah it's, it's talking and more importantly not only elevating ourselves and helping each other out, but helping and elevating anyone else who hears it and mm-hmm. needs it. This is my favorite part about being a creator mm-hmm. and like in the arts or doing a podcast or meeting up with a friend or going on a date yeah. platonically yeah. or that. Mm-hmm. It has so much value, this human connection of source being all one. Mm-hmm. And when you actually have time to like really think about it and recognize that the person that you're looking at regardless of who it is is another extension of you always blows me away mm-hmm. and and that really has helped me drop all kind of judgment all kind of um i would say false ideas that i needed to accumulate um it's it's fantastic 
to arrive at this point because mm -hmm. we know we've grown we haven't always been here and there's always been different kinds of situations but if you can accept your life because it's perfect because that's how you perceive it mm -hmm. then it's really nice and gentle on the side beautiful yeah, yeah. Want to get back in, in quantum physics? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> don't, quant don't, don't tease with the quantum physics, bro. We'll Just go. I will get Dr. Bruce Lipton and hold you guys hostage right <laughs> now and books. read from page one to 436. Speaking of books, one final question. Mm. So I love you. I love your energy. I love your your voice for women. I love everything mm. you're doing. What What is a book recommendation? I want a book recommendation from you so I can start a 10th book that I'm wow. reading it right now. This is like Melanie throwing you on the spot. This is the no, first. I'm the biggest bookworm on the planet. <laughs> so I love this question. Um, a really pivotal book for me when I was 19, which is mm -hmm. still great, is The Warrior Goddess Way or the or Warrior Goddess Training is the first book. Mm. Um, right now I'm reading Light is the New Black, mm -hmm. which is phenomenal. Okay. So... Can you recommend does. one? Have you read one um, going through your breakup? One that you can recommend mm -hmm. to anyone out there that may be going through that? Yeah, Pema Chodron, mm -hmm. When Things Fall Apart. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I really want to get you back on again yeah. to talk about more. Let's do more it. More stuff. Yeah. Yeah, maybe next time we'll talk about sex. Sex, I love sex. Uh, all the dicks. All, <laughs> all the dicks. All the dicks. That's your hashtag. <laughs> all the dicks. Sex is always one of my favorite topics. So right, whenever so you yeah. tune into part two with Cherie Trask <laughs> from Soul Fucked. <laughs> oh, there is that face again. And um, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank um, you. And not only that, but everyone listening, I hope I hope you have this the most beautiful day. Peace. Allah.